Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Well, hello and welcome mm. to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and some bloke who sounds a little bit like Kevin Hillier but might Gee, be... Oh, you're a bit croaky. Might be croaky and affected by something that's going around. We call around. you old croaky. I don't know. Thanks very much. You'll hear from old <laughs> croaky later on. Welcome to uh, another edition of the uh, Food Bites Looking podcast. forward to this podcast, we have the lead singer of 1927, Eric Wiedemann. The very... man who wrote That's When I Think of You. Oh, uh, if I could... Would have been one of my favourite songs of the eighties. Terrific, and I know a a couple of people who had that song played at their uh, their wedding and other various uh, functions. But very insightful, a very revealing chat with uh, Eric about wow, the road to fame, uh, how he shuns the limelight, how uh, he's just a regular guy who likes hanging out, living in the bush, in the bush. Yep, Uh, but he does like coffee. Oh, does he? Yes. And I've got a little something that caught my eye from Tasmania, from the Broken Halo, uh, the coffee kitchen uh, in Tassie. They have uh, their sandwich board outside, mm. and I love it. No nonsense coffee guide. Mm. Espresso, small strong coffee, cappuccino, frothy coffee, flat white, strong white coffee, mm. latte, milky coffee, yeah. mocha, chalky coffee, hot chocolate, not coffee, <laughs> tea. Still not coffee. <laughs> I have seen that before. Yeah, we're so obsessed with coffee and all the things that go with coffee mm. that we, we – I mean, it's, you know, it's become – Just call it coffee. Correct. Correct. And we'll find out what Eric thinks about coffee and we'll find out about the food poll. Oh, Ooh. breakfast dogs, no less. Have you ever heard of those before? No, I hadn't, not until you put the photos up. Mm. And I'm still not sure. I'll decide while we listen it's to Eric. It's kind of a breakfast-style hamburger with a lot. Yes, it is. But it had um, the one on the left hand side of the <laughs> had photo. Had scrambled eggs. Had scrambled eggs, and the one on the right hand side had a sunny egg. side up. Yeah, so <laughs> and it had some onion action and some bacon and uh, what looked what looked like a bit of potatoes in there too. Well, someone said actually, and we'll get to it on yeah. the food poll later. It looked a bit like pineapple. <laughs> well, that'd be uh, that'd mention, be concerning. Oh, don't mention that. But let's get to our guest for this week. He is the lead singer, or uh, well, he is still the lead singer of 1927, mm. doing some acoustic songs. We'll let you know where you can see him after you listen to Eric Wiedemann. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Are you any good in the kitchen, Eric? Uh, you know, I've been called a pretty good cook, but I think I go all right. Yeah. <laughs> what sort of uh, do you have? Any specialties or any uh, signature dish? No, not really, but I am kind of fond of Indonesian, Asian, spicy kind of food, so yeah. I imagine being on the road, um, as you are a lot, as uh, the uh, the life of a musician demands, it, it must be pretty uh, difficult at times to make healthy choices. Oh, absolutely. It's terrible. There's too many stops at service stations buying giant sausage rolls and all that sort of rubbish, you know, but um, try and avoid it as best I can, but, you know, most of the time it's unavoidable. You mentioned a sausage roll, and I'm a, I'm a sucker for a sausage roll. But the ones at the servos aren't all that good. But did you did you have something that you always you, you go to food on the road? Um, no, I don't have a go to food really. But um, I try and eat healthy as much as I can, obviously. But um, yeah, I mean, apart from sometimes uh, some of the hotels we stay at, they they sometimes have a good uh, in room menu, but quite often it's not that good and too expensive. But um, You've been uh, in our um, in the media a long time now, um, Eric. Harking back to the, I guess when you were first discovered back in the hey hey days. That's a that's a long time. Nineteen twenty seven is still going strong. Uh, solo, you're still going strong. Tell us about 
Eric Wiedemann today. Where are you at? Where am I at? I'm in a good place today. I live in the bush with my wife and my three cats. I've mostly gotten over my stage fright problems. It still still haunts me occasionally, but um, yeah, I'm just I'm just happy with life in general. I can't really ask for more. As you were saying, I've been doing this this 27 thing for over 30 years now, so I feel very blessed to be able to still be doing that. And um, people are still enjoying the music, and um, I'm very happy. I mean, I live a really really simple life. I don't go for all the trappings of you know expensive cars and that sort of rubbish. I've got a, a little Suzuki Sierra that my wife and I share, which, um, you know, gets us where we want to go. It's, I think it's almost a classic now. I must be getting on, on to 30 years old, but um, it serves us just perfectly. Stage fright must be a very paralysing thing. Um, how, how did you overcome that? Oh, well, you know, I mean, it basically got pushed into the front of a band. In my original band, which was a a covers band in Melbourne, I was the drummer. So I always wanted to be a drummer in the band and that, that suited me just fine being at the back of the stage. But um, then I went ahead and did that Red Faces thing and that changed everything. I don't know if there's any real way to get over it. You just go, I mean, I just have to, you know, inverted commas, man up every night and, and get out there and do it. And usually after a few songs, I feel fine. You know, I'm, I think I'm a little bit self-conscious and I'm always, concerned that I'm not going to do well on stage, so I'm a little bit concerned about that most of the time, but um, that, that passes after 15 or 20 minutes. Or would it be fair to say then that you you don't do terribly well with the uh, the adulation side, the attention side? No, not very well at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, never, I never never wanted it and I never needed it, So, and I, I find it kind of bizarre, to be honest with you, because um, uh, you know the 1927 guy, I, I really differentiate him from from me, because, um, you know, a lot of people kind of tend to think, well, you know, again, inverted commas, star, inverted commas you're a rock star and that's who you are, but that's, that's not really who I am at all. I'm just a simple guy who likes hanging out in the bush and, yeah, occasionally I'll go out and, and play rock star. But, I mean, but that Ish album, that album uh, catapulted you into an area that uh, clearly you weren't comfortable with and, and weren't ready for, but by, jeez, that was an enormous album. The satisfaction of people sitting there when, you know, songs that you'd written, songs that you were singing, that, uh, and they were, they were just lapping it up, that, there must have been a great deal of satisfaction in that. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, these days I have a lot of people come up to me and tell me stories about how that record played, um, you know, a fairly significant part in their lives, you know, be it happy times or sad times. And, um, you know, that's really, really humbling. And, and those moments I really relish because it gives me a, an opportunity to, to really kind of understand the impact that that record had on a lot of people. So, um, yeah, it's, that's a really cool thing. I mean, I'm the same. I've got records and bands over the years that I've listened to that, that you know, the power of music, you know, the emotions that it invokes and whatnot. So it's nice to be on the other end of that, for sure. Yeah. What uh, has changed, uh, do you think, about the the audiences you have today compared to the ones you were playing to back in the 80s? Well, they're, they're a little little more self-controlled these days. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, back in the day, it was just it was terrifying. You know, I had so many screaming, maniacal women that, um, yeah, I didn't know how to deal with that. But um, thankfully, it's all nice, nice and subdued these days. Let's get back to food for a minute. I want to ask you if you if you if you're a coffee drinker, do you does a coffee kickstart your day, or does it is a part of your routine at all? Yeah, I do love coffee. Absolutely. <laughs> does that mean just one a day, or you like having more than one? Oh no, I drink coffee all day long. 
I mean, a lot of people think that, um, or you know, feel that it keeps them awake, but it, it doesn't have that effect on me at all. I just like the taste of it. And there was a time when I went for all that, um, you know, Blue Mountain blend and all this, you know, mm. fancy exotic coffee and, and whatever else. But these days I'm just happy with a, you know, a cup of instant Macona. <laughs> you sound so terribly down to earth, um, Eric, from everything about your, your lifestyle to, to the way that you've, um, you've coped with fame and the demands of, of, of your job, even down to being quite happy to have an instant coffee. Many people will say they would rather have no coffee than have an instant coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I'm I'm a pretty simple guy. I really, really just like to live simple, and um, yeah, I don't need all the fancy business. It doesn't doesn't do anything for me, to be honest with you. What about a sweet tooth? Do you have a sweet tooth? Yeah, well, you know, this is one of the funny things. Whenever I get a takeaway coffee at a coffee shop on the road, that you know, asking how many sugars do I like, and it's usually between four and six. So Whoa. I think <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I don't like the taste of coffee after all, maybe the sugar. <laughs> it's funny, in, in some ways, Eric, talking to you, it sounds like um, even though you've been hugely successful, that perhaps the, the lifestyle and the demands of, of, of being a lead singer of a group haven't sat terribly well with you in many, in many ways. If you hadn't ended up doing this, and it was, it was all quite random, as you say, what do you think you would have been doing? Well, you know, as a child, I wanted to be a stuntman in film. <laughs> um, good, good thing that I didn't choose that path because it's all CGI these days. Yeah. But um, uh, in school, I was pretty scientifically minded, and I, my favourite topic was chemistry. So before I actually got into the band, I was enrolled to do applied chemistry in in university. So I may have been a chemist, I guess, or a, a chemical engineer, or something like that. But um, you know, just didn't happen. <laughs> just blowing stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do like to blow stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you said you live in a, you know, out in the bush somewhere. Is it sort of a hobby farm type deal that you got set up, or is it? Is it what? What is it? Um, oh, look, it's pretty much just bush. It's, I mean, I don't own it. I wish I did, but um, it's it's ten acres. It's got a a lake on it, which I want to dam, but I, I like to think of it as a lake because I can. You know, kayak up and down it. It's that big. It's like 150 meters long or something. Yeah. And um, and the rest of it is, you know, just eucalypts and yeah, it's a it's a full time job living here because it's it's dense bush and, and right now we're coming into high summer, so I've been spending a lot of my time off just back burning and you know clearing out the undergrowth and whatnot. But uh, I, but I enjoy a physical lifestyle. Keeps me healthy, keeps me fit. Yeah, it sounds quite an enviable lifestyle the way you describe it. Yeah, I guess. You know, I don't know. Some people might might like it. Some people might not because it's you know it is hard work. But it's nice. It's peaceful, and especially after being on the road for months and months, it's just nice to to come back here. And um, the only thing that I can hear at night time here is, is the thousands of tree frogs that live on the property. So yeah, that's always really nice to listen to as I'm going to sleep. Uh, you got nineteen twenty seven back on the road. You got uh, some solo uh, gigs that you that you're doing as well. What's what's the mix of music that you do these days between the sort of nineteen twenty seven stuff and and some other stuff that you that you obviously have written? Um, yeah, well, you know, it's the nineteen twenty seven stuff for the um, the twenty seven shows, but with uh, the acoustic shows, I try and play some songs. I mean, a lot of songs that, that haven't actually been recorded or released, but just stuff that I've written over the years that that are. Um, you know, important to me. I I wish I could write more songs, but I, I can't just write a 
a random pop song anymore. I just I kind of write from experiences in life, and I have had you know I've had some bad experiences. I try not to write about those things, but um, since my second wife and I have been together, I've been so happy that um, I just find it hard to write songs that, other than really really happy songs, and they tend to be about, about my wife. So, <laughs> Get a bit soppy. You know, yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm trying to write some songs at the moment, and yeah, I'm having trouble to be honest. <laughs> Do you, I mean, the, have you thought about going back and writing with Gary and, and reliving some of that sort of stuff that happened, that that magic that, that we all enjoyed so much from the 1927 days? Yeah, you know, I'm not a nostalgic person. I, I tend not to look back over my shoulder. I just tend to look forward. So that, that's probably not going to happen. I kind of live for today and and hope that tomorrow is a better day, and it usually is. So. Kind of the way I go. Yeah. Hey, this is probably a question without notice, um, Eric. But if you, I mean, you've obviously met many people over your travels in the uh, in the industry, and you could invite anyone you liked around to dinner, dead or alive, who'd be on your dream guest list? On my dream guest list, well, I would invite I would invite Gandhi, and I would invite my mum, who recently passed away. I'm sorry to hear that. And and did you say Buddha and and, and Gandhi? Yeah. Well, that would be quite an incredible not, gathering. Not the standard rock star response. <laughs> no, well, you know, I don't like to hang out with other rock stars. Yeah, they kind yeah, of, no. They kind of, they drive me crazy, to be honest with you. They're a little, little, um, little too full of themselves for my liking. <laughs> that must have been difficult yeah. then, because you must have been forced to spend a lot of time with them. You know, you know, I, I haven't. You know, I, I kind of do my thing and then I, I kind of leave. So, yeah, I've never been one for the after party and that sort of thing. Have you got plans to record uh, anything in the future? Should you know you, you get the opportunity? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. I've been working hard this year to um, get some material together. Um, I've got a few songs that sound promising, and um, you know, just need to to build up the catalogue a bit more and um, hopefully get something done. Yeah. You've you've said that the last decade or so has been particularly uh, fulfilling for you, Eric, because you have taken yeah. the band to a to a different audience. Yeah, look, I mean, one of the things that I really wanted to get past, um, you know, I took a long break before I started this band back up in 2009. One of the things was um, I wanted to surround myself with people that do the music for the same reason that I do, and that is just for the love and the magic of music and not for, for you know, for the the, the rock star bullshit. So, um, yeah, I've managed to do that and, and also just to get past that, that thing that we were talking about earlier, the whole girly screaming thing because mm. um yeah that's um yeah I, I just think that, that the band was was worth more than that so yeah is, is there a sense of resentment there um eric that 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 sounds like that was the way that you were pushed pushed to go and didn't necessarily want to go um, not, not resentment as such but um confusion because I, we were never pushed or never marketed ourselves that way so yeah so i was just yeah i was confused more than anything else mm. Yeah, because a band it was a band that had uh, you know really good songs and had things to say, but unfortunately, clearly, obviously, in a live situation, uh, no one heard those things. Exactly, exactly. So it was, it was kind of frustrating. Yeah, but you know, I didn't resent that. I was just confused. I'm confused about the success of the band, uh, to be honest with you, and um, the continuing success of the band. But at the same time, I'm very grateful. <laughs> yeah. Now the songs still uh, still sound great when you hear them on the radio. They still still sound terrific. Yes, they do, and that's uh, thanks to Charles Fisher, who was a you know, fabulous producer and a really, really wonderful guy to work with. 
I learned a lot from him. And a bloke who could sing a bit too was uh, responsible for the sound as well. Do you do, you do much to look after your voice? Uh, no, I'm close. No, no, I don't. I smoke. <laughs> I don't drink. You know, I mean, who wants to just guzzle down poison every day? Not me. But you know, I do smoke cigarettes. So, and you know, this is the other thing. I was never trained as a singer. I just kind of was a young kid in my bedroom with my guitar, just trying to copy Beatles songs and learn how to play and sing them. So. Yeah, it's all it's all a great mystery to me, but a wonderful one. Yeah, no, <laughs> uh, well, good luck to you. We all we all were doing that, but some of us could sing, and clearly some of us couldn't. And <laughs> you're in the you're in the good side of it. I was on the other side of it. But anyway, that's how it works out. Hey, Eric, thanks for spending some time with us. I know you got some dates coming up with 1927 in November and with uh, your solo stuff uh, that we'll talk about and uh, give people details of of that. So, but uh, thanks so much for having a chat with us. We thank appreciate you. it. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you. It's been really good. Thank you. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. And if you want to see Eric live, mm. he is performing with 1927. He does two different shows. It's a 1927 show. He's got four Saturdays in November at the Mimo Hall in St Kilda. That's a great venue. On the 5th, the Gateway on the 12th. That's down at Geelong. Uh, Chelsea Heights on the 19th and the Northcote Social Club on the 26th. And then he does an acoustic show uh, with... Uh, uh, Rod Bustos, and uh, that's at Ziggy Pops at St Kilda on the 11th of November and at the Workers' Club in Fitzroy, Sunday, November 27 at 1 o'clock. Really appreciate Great Eric's voice. openness and honesty in that interview. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't like hanging around with rock stars. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Wonder which ones in particular. Oh, I could name a few. <laughs> Do you want me to name them? No, I won't. <laughs> Um, okay, but let's let's dive right in oh. to our food poll this week and our breakfast dogs. And if you haven't seen the picture, it's uh, it kind of looks like a a long bun filled with a sausage and all yep. your breakfast goodies loaded on top, like a a loaded sausage. You got yeah. eggs, you got bacon, you got potatoes, Were there mushrooms. I can't remember. Couldn't see any. No, but that's not to say they weren't buried in there somewhere. Tomato. Couldn't see any of those either. Tomato. <laughs> potato. Potato. <laughs> Kevin, let's call the whole thing off. Yes. No, let's start with Games Mogul, Rob Elliott. That's his new That's name. His new Games Mogul. <laughs> He's changing it by deed poll. He says, yeah, nah. Uh, Mobsy says, pass. Laurie says, messy. Tony Bennett says, where are these? Yes, mm, please. I don't know. Susanna says, that is a perfect camping breakfast. That yeah. makes sense. Glenn Driscoll says, never had one, but I'd say, yeah, baby. Terry Daniel says, okay, who made the ones in the picture? I would try them. They look yummy. Yay from me. Johnny Kraut says, for sure, but only once a week. Rebecca says, I didn't even know there was such a thing, but hell yes, vegan, of course. Mark says, uh, they look delicious. A big yay from me, Sarah. Artie says, my wife is a bit hard on me with these. She calls them fat boys <laughs> <laughs> and suggests uh, that makes me guilty by association. Either way, I love them every now and then. I must say I haven't tried them with a roll and scrambled eggs as in the picky, but it's on my when she's not looking list. Oh, make you sure you use decent sausages though. I love a pork and fennel snag. Decent sausages are the bane of our existence. Lee says yes, <laughs> but to keep the fries on the Side, throw in a cheap plastic toy and it becomes a happy meal. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, Lee. 
Kinder Surprise. I wonder no one thought of that. <laughs> Karen says, oh, I'd give that a whirl. It looks much more appealing than the breakfast menu at certain fast food outlets. Which led to a discussion that went on for several days on, uh, on the... Oh, did it? Yes, it did. Uh, then Lee says, hmm, I have to say yes, never had one, but they do look great. Chris Anderson, Hendo, who's been on this podcast. Yes. I haven't had them either, but that pick alone has swayed me. Michelle Smith says, looks delicious, just might have to try this one out. Steve Bastoni says, wrap it up, I'll take it. Sam Newman oh, says, it's heavily <laughs> censored, uh, would have to be seriously fly-blown or drug-affected to arise and consider eating something that if you saw it on the street, you'd step over <laughs> it. Seriously. You have cleaned that up. And Peacock says she agrees with that. Jimmy Wilson says, no, give me a bunning snag in a heartbeat. Yeah, Bruce Eva. He says, uh, you don't have to forego your Bunnings snag, Jimmy. You can have both. So it's go. a yay from me. Cherry Ripe says, nah, but I'd have them for lunch. Lena Mercedi, a big yay from me. Shaz Jones off Twitter says, yay, I say, uh, today and twice next Saturday. Next Sunday, sorry. Old croaky, there's old croaky. There left, yeah. and, left and right for me, please. Where do you get them? Do they come with a pint? Charlie's Theroff, as opposed <laughs> to Charlie's Theron, yeah. says disgusting. With a vomit emoji. Mm. And Wayne Wayne writes, says. Wayne, Wayne's the arbiter of all that goes on. I hope my voice uh, gets me through this. <laughs> this picture looks extremely good and it contains bum nuts and assorted types of dead animal. I'll give it a resounding yes. <laughs> However, I contend that the name is wrong and is false advertising. Oh. He's very pedantic as Wayne sometimes. <laughs> on first sighting this photo, I went all the quiver and started hyperventilating like a teenage boy with his first look at Baywatch. <laughs> but I have been mulling over this photo and I've decided I have concerns about it. Oh. That beautiful breakfast sausage is not a breakfast dog. Yes, true. There is no sign of a proper hot dog anywhere near what's pictured. What is a proper hot dog? Well, it's a thing with the skin the on it. On top of that... What's so breakfast about it? Mm. It's just a bloody savoury roll that would make a wonderful repast at any time of the day. Cackleberries and bacon are far from breakfast exclusives. <laughs> Very good point. Cackleberry. I haven't heard anyone refer to them as cackleberries since my mum and dad, I reckon. Sorry, what are cackleberries? Eggs. Oh, of Where's- course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. I did know that. Where's the Cocoa Pops or the marmalade? Mm. Is there a Wheatbex lurking in yeah, there somewhere? Well, yeah. it could be. I'm guessing not. This is just an example of some <laughs> nimrod taking something that already exists and passing it off as his own creation like he's Thomas Edison. Yes. It's a yes from me, but it's not a breakfast dog at all. Fair call, Wayno. Agree. Yep. Uh, and the breakfast dog is a resounding yes. Yes, everybody likes it. Big success, quite surprising. There you go. So there you go. So uh, that is our food poll. Don't forget uh, there is one up every Friday. Please uh, take part in that. Don't forget Food Bites is now a radio show across the ACE radio network. If you wake up on Sunday morning at 9 o'clock, you can jump on uh, all sorts of apps and find it mm. for all sorts of radio stations across uh, Victoria, uh, regional Victoria and New South Wales. Enjoy. Bing, 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 in our original station. That is Food Bites. Thank you. Oh, your company has been Um, an absolute pleasure again, uh, Kevin, and I really hope we can uh, do it again next week. I'm about to croak it. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page for recipes, tips, and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.